Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource-intensive, and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website PlayerProfiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS Package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Welcome to the Deep End, October 17th, 2023, week six on to week seven in a typically challenging, roller coaster, stressful ride of an NFL season with injuries and just some situations that are really tough to figure out. Hopefully we can help tonight. Mike Schofield and Evan Krautwurst will look at the Deep End Invitational standings through six weeks, almost not quite halfway, but definitely an important chunk of the season is behind us. And then we'll go, as we've been doing weekly on the show, every Tuesday here on the, the uh, Player Profiler Network, going team by team, trying to identify one or two of the most interesting and important situations per team to figure out. That's what we're here for. Sometimes we'll get it right. Let's go. Mike and Adam, welcome to the Deep End. So we are halfway through the, the regular season, right? For a lot of the high stakes leagues, man, the playoffs start like week 13 or something. So yeah. we're there, baby. We are halfway through. It is absolutely, it flies by. Like we wait, we wait, we podcast for like 10 months, just salivating at the thought of getting to Vegas and just drafting and having fun. And then it's week six. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody says that about everything. Like it just goes by so fast. And I always have to sort of stop and ponder it. I think Thursday night football is the culprit. I mean, yeah, in, in, high, in high stakes and in a lot of even regular leagues, you know, Wednesday night can be your waiver run. But you have a short breather Tuesday, Wednesday. And then you have without Thursday night football back before that, which is many years ago now, you'd have a few days to sort of detach from it. And maybe it didn't seem back then. I wasn't playing as much. Except we go unless we go back a long time. Maybe it didn't seem back then like it was this frenetic and just constant, constant information. I, I throw away line last week, something about like whatever the quietest day of the, of the week is in fantasy. I don't know, like it could be Saturday, but I never feel like there's a real break. Yeah, I think Thursday night football has something to do with it. I also think like producing content. So like my my yeah. like my chill days like Monday because it's like. The week's not over. It's before I'm not putting out content yet. Then, you know, next thing, you know, Tuesday, you got the deep end Wednesday. I've got another podcast that I do. I'm writing articles for Thursday for start sit. Then you have Thursday night football waivers Wednesday. It's like, once this show's over, it's like, all right, waivers, waivers all day tomorrow. You know, it's just, it's, it's wild. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's going Mm -hmm. so fast um, every year. I'm not complaining either, but I do. Even, you know, last week or the week before, I felt the, the strain of yeah. it all because if you're playing in enough leagues, um, it really does take a lot of work and time to do it well. I mean, each one of these FFPC leagues is different for who's available. On right. one, I've got, you know, Ronnie Rivers. On another, I've got Zamir White. You know who Phil Donahue is? I think so. Is that, so, is that- Phil, What? Is he like a talk show host or something? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? <laughs> no, he was a talk show host um, okay. back when I was a kid. And sure. on Saturday Night Live, Phil Hartman did an impression of, or maybe Daryl Hammond did an impression of uh, Donahue. I, I can't believe I don't know which it was. But, <laughs> you know, 
the running back scene in fantasy football of late somehow reminded me of him or the impression of him on SNL today. Oh, it's Jordan Mason's Amir White, Zach Charbonnet, Ronnie Rivers, and I don't know what we're doing. Just, <laughs> I think I have seen that. Yeah. It's yeah. just like you're cutting Zach Evans, you're cutting guys that you just cut, you're picking up guys you just oh, cut, putting on guys you just cut. And it is it is just so you're you're in a washing machine at running back this year. All the injuries and the buys. It's what happens though. Yeah, no, I know. And everyone I love listening to all the everyone, you know, victory lapping the ha ha ha, you know, De Mercado. We knew he was it's like guy, nobody like oh, you knew that uh Damien Williams was gonna you know, no one mentioned Damien Williams' name for seven days and all of a sudden. Seven you know, months. And by the way, there's teams that are like 0 oh, and six. You're gonna you're gonna yell at them for blowing the rest of their budget on on D Mercado because they had no starting running backs. Like, come on, that's what are you doing? No, you have to do it. And I felt like he was probably at least in a timeshare. You know, the Rams are good. Maybe the game shoots out and you have something. Um, there's there's really no way to know. I think anyway, in, in a lot of these situations, sometimes you can Hubbard last week. Chuba Hubbard was there. Miles Sanders was out. We knew that days in advance. Hubbard had been arguably outplaying him. They, they were certainly interested in using Hubbard, even when Sanders was healthy. Uh, you're playing against a Dolphins team that probably has the lead all day. Didn't happen right away, but you know, you got there with Hubbard. So um, that's why situations like that make it worth the effort. You know, if it were all, if it were entirely random, we wouldn't even bother. Right. Exactly. Deep end invitational through six weeks. Michael Leone is still in the lead. He was in the fourth of our four drafts back when in yep. this tournament. He drafted third. I think we've looked at this board before. He's been in the lead for three weeks, as I said. Allen and Tua is a pretty good start from the three spot. And, you know, each one of these deep end invitational leagues varied in terms of how early the quarterbacks went and just, you know, what was available. It's like, you know, every draft makes it interesting, but Mike has held on uh, through six weeks. He's got a 14 point lead over our friends at go bills, go bills, LLC.com <laughs> our 14 back passing Dwayne McFarlane that week in division two. Dwayne is third overall. Chad Schroeder, right ahead of you in Division Three, is fourth. And then Louis G is fifth, leading from Division One. Uh, again, we've looked at this before, but look up and down Team Three here, Adam, quickly, and tell me what stands out. Yeah, I mean, obviously started quarterback, quarterback. Um, Adams has been so, so. you know, I think I put, tweeted something yesterday about how his last, like, 11 games, he's had, like, four games under, like, eight or nine points. He's just been super inconsistent, but... You know, Brees Hall popping. Kenneth Walker's been one of the backs that stayed healthy and scored. So um, that looks good. What's going on? Oh, Mostert, of course. Scroll, Jerome Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, that's that's what you like to see. Four tight ends, but no points from any of them. I know. Out. You don't well, have to be yeah. perfect in these. No, no. Uh, speaking of not being perfect, what uh, what's up? I sound like Seinfeld now. What's up with this quarterback position? Um Quarterbacks this year, man. We were talking to Guilds the other day a, a little bit about um, what the quarterback position. Like we, we we like quarterbacks because they don't bust as much, and obviously this is super flex. But like, why are they not? Why are they failing to score fantasy points? Like like, like all of them. Like I think there was what the twenty one or two quarterbacks scored over like twenty two points this entire this entire week. Like it's just yeah. all the all the top guys are are not doing much. Um, it's just well, Adam, it's a, it's a combination season. of things. It's a combination of things, right? I mean, you have this continuing trend where defenses are making it harder for you to have big plays, explosive plays that is continuing unders in betting in week six went 12, two and one. I mean, some of the matchups too. the bills, we thought Philadelphia, San Francisco, Cincinnati, none of those teams got even to 20 points in sometimes really favorable matchups. So defenses are winning in yeah. 2023. You have injuries. Bulldog and I at WGR yesterday were starting to count off quarterback injuries. And, you know, depending on where you drafted them, Burrow was fairly high and injuries have been a part of his season. Justin Fields now. Watson was what? 
quarterback nine, eight or nine in drafts. You have Anthony Richardson, Daniel Jones was every, everybody wanted Daniel Jones as like a smart quarterback two in drafts. And then he, that was terrible. He goes out and that's not even uh, the full list. I mean, I could think of three or four more guys that have been injured already this year. So um, I don't know what, what quarterback pick. Can you answer this question quickly? What quarterback pick are you happiest with Tua? I was just about to say to it, yeah, because you just know, like every week, he's going to be there, right? He's go- he's going to like perform, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's it's consistent. What is he? He's what he's top three. I think he might even be number number one or two. But yeah, I mean, you're not happy, and you got him late, right? ADP, baby. It's like Anthony Richardson. I'm heartbroken. I'm sure you are over Anthony Richardson. Probably going to go yeah. on the IR. Like he was the. He was the league-winning pick in the eleventh round that we were that we were taking from from the beginning to eleventh round as well. So that's that's why that's such a great pick because he's outscoring your third all these third round, fourth round, fifth round UBs. Fields is hurt. Lamar hasn't been good. You know, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been good. Um, Justin, even Justin Herbert let, last night coming off a bye week that was a that was a blow up game. Wasn't good. You know, he was okay. He got he got you there twenty something points, but. Yeah, it's just you're right. Defenses have have been winning, um, and the late round, you know, mid round quarterback has been uh, has has been winning. You could just go through almost team by team. Russell Wilson, you know, Geno is okay. Some of these guys have just been okay. You're starting them. Maybe you have to. Kirk Cousins was a smash. Mostly week six was a step back for him in Chicago. Now no Jefferson, so it's always moving. And it can be really tough. Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee, like just so many injuries, even just this week with Garoppolo and Tannehill yep. uh, going out of uh, games. And Tars been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's usually that's the safest picture. Those, those guys get hurt less, but I don't know. Cause, cause defenses are winning. They're getting hit more. Even Allen got hurt for a right. second, came out of the game, shoulder issue. He's, he's day to day, but it'll be all right. Aaron Rodgers. Four yeah, plays. That's right. Four plays. Jeez. My number one owned quarterback on underdog this summer was Mac Jones. No. Nope. I mean, it was just like end of the draft. You can pair him with different guys, Bourne or Juju or Tyquan Thornton, whatever. Like the, the, the Patriots have not hit the floor for right. what we thought was the floor this right. year. It's been worse than that. Stevenson, all of it has been, even Hunter Henry, everybody was all excited about him as the season started. And that, now that's not turning into anything. So, Disastrous times in New England. All yeah. right, well, let's go team by team here through the NFL. Pick out an interesting storyline or two per team. Before we do that, Mike Shope and Adam Krautwurst here in the deep end. We thank you for watching and listening wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe if you would, please. You don't even have to really mean it, but it helps us to grow it and help us uh, to find new uh, potential viewers and listeners. Let's take a minute first before we go into the Bills and the AFC, then the NFC to hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But before we dive in, yes, yes. to the and more and more, I just want to comment real quick about the all play week in the FFPC. I love it. I think I said this every year. Like, I love the all play week. I don't know if people even like really knew it was even happening or whatever. It's 
Like if you, if, if you forget that it's happening, like you look at the scores and it's like, it's kind of weird to, to, to look at, but I feel like it's, it's in, in the middle of the season. I don't like, I'll admit, I don't like that it's week six because it's during bye weeks. Like you could put it any other, you could put it weeks one, two or three, you know, other sites do, do that. You, I think week eight, there's no buys this year or nine or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Right. Um, I would prefer a week where there's no, with no bye weeks earlier in the year too, where the injuries aren't as prominent yet, but I feel like it's a get right week in week six. Like if you're, if you're reeling because you're scoring, you're scoring points, but you're just not winning. As long as you can put up a decent amount of points, and I think it was around one. I want to say it was around one twenty-eight ish. I got a team through that at one twenty-three. I had a team that missed at one twenty-nine or one twenty-eight somewhere in there. But if you scored one twenty-eight or more, um, you probably got through and got that got that win. But I love it. Um, I ended up going eight and two in the fantasy pros nice, championship, nice. Um, and so that's that that felt good. I had a team win at 116 and a team lose at 131. I like yeah. the, the variance is even interesting. Yeah. You know, and some really close ones. Um, okay. You don't want the whole season to be all play, though, right? We like the head-to-head. I, I don't think so because I think – I mean, you do have a lot of you, – you might get, like, some undefeated teams and stuff. It's hard to do that with, like, tournament, big big tournaments. Uh, but I, I, would, I wouldn't mind more of it. I, would, I mean, there's some other sites that do weeks one, two, and the la- whatever the last regular season week is. Um, I, I, I kind of like it. It's, it makes you think differently about setting your lineups. Maybe, maybe you do like a safer lineup, um, as, as, as opposed to like shoot, shooting for the moon. So, um, not that 130 points is like super easy to get, but, um, yeah, I just, I just think it, I think it's cool. Cause you get to kind of go back and look and see which ones you barely, barely made, made the cut. I know we, we bombed out of a main event, uh, yeah. unfortunately on came in seventh place out of the top six, but. And I was, I don't really know specifically if we made a decision with that in mind, like the floor, because we started on that team with guilds with Kelsey and the chief defense on Thursday night, which was 40.9, you know, including your defense, like you're, you're set up. You don't expect right. to lose from there, but Devontae Smith, uh, Davis, the Bills kicker, right? The Bills. I mean, the Bills, yeah. kicker, Tyler Bass, all of that. Allen, Davis, and Bass were 22 points. That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, against the Giants. So. Uh, two missed field goals. Gross. Two missed field goals. We get one. We might lose by even less. Or I want to know now. 129.45 versus what? One field goal. We had it. Yep. He makes one of the field goals. We had it. Gross. Gross. Okay. Speaking of the Bills. Last week, when we went team by team, I got to the Bills first. This happened a lot to me last week. Hopefully, tonight will be better. I'm like, what is not known about them? And I still sort of have the same feeling. Dalton Kincaid missed week six. Still waiting for him to, of course, get back on the field, but then get down the field for the Bills. Damian Harris injured. We had a Leonard Fournette scare last night. I don't know. Is there something about the Bills that you think is an edge like you kind of know who everybody is um i don't know about it about an edge like i just know that leonard Fournette's scare is like the best way to ever put that um because it doesn't it's not good for anybody literally um no it's josh allen and it's stefan diggs and that is it i mean you're starting to get gabe davis but it's going to be yes one week no the next um and, and so it's just that's it's working for that's the only real thing that's like working for them. I did find uh, I'm early in the waiver process here this week, but I did find Latavius Murray on a waiver wire. And I'm mm-hmm. you know, people speaking of D Mercart, like all these guys, Latavius Murray, I'd put hundreds on him. I mean, he's they trust him, he's their goal line back. Um, they you know, uh, Harris is, is is hurt. I mean, Murray, I think he had like 16 carries last week, saw a season high in snaps 47%. Attempts forty four percent, you know. If uh, Harris misses time, which I think he will, um, he's like an RB three flex play with bye weeks and injuries and stuff. Like Murray's kind of that that the, the edge play. I think if you're looking there, it's never going to be the Bills running back though. <laughs> it's, just, it's just never going to be the Bills running back. They've tried different guys. It's never going to be the Bills running back. So I wish you luck with that. Um, still waiting on a couple of big weeks from Davis. He's he had touchdowns in four straight games but still so few catches. Miami, Adam, who leads the Dolphins this season in rushing yards? Um, you mean rest of way? Like, no, so you, far. So far. Is it 
H-A? Yes. Correct. You figured it out. So. Why am I, why is he asking me this yeah, question? It can't be Mostert if he's asking me this question. HN is still ahead of Mostert. Mostert leads the NFL with nine rushing touchdowns already. He's on an insane pace. The question with Mostert, not even just this offseason, but other years, was age and injury history. And goes to show you how much that can be worth, injuries especially, because he's been incredible. Um, you know, of course you're playing Raheem Mostert in all situations. Can he keep it up? Uh, I mean, with barring injury, yes. but. 31-year-old journeyman, like, this is almost like a, this is such like a, a glass half full way of looking at it. You can tell I'm a, I'm a big HN owner. Like, it's a nice little, uh, nice little bye week here in the middle of the season. You know what I mean? Like, we can hold on. Our teams are good. Like, let's just survive. Keep him fresh. Keep him healthy. And then, bang, four weeks off and come out and take us, take us out of the way to the championship. So, when HN comes out, I'm starting him again. But I'm super excited about having Mostert as, as, as well, if I, if, if I have him. So, those two guys are going to be great. This week's going to be interesting, though, for the next couple of weeks. I'd like to see, you know, Ahmed, I think, scores last week. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson might get the ball more this week. So um, I want, I always want to start that that Dolphins, like, second running back because they want to run the ball. They want to run the ball um, coming over from San Francisco. That's what they what, what they want to do. So uh, I always – and I think we, we talked a lot this week offline about, like, trying to figure out who that RB2 was in Miami. <laughs> be tough this week at Philadelphia. Sunday night, so they should want to throw it. Man, what a thing it would be if the Dolphins go there and light up Philadelphia, you know, because talk about schedule or teams have yet to adjust. The weather is great. Still, these are the kind of kind of cursory questions about the Dolphins and their success so far. The rest of the league can't score. Here's Miami setting world records. Super interesting spot there for the Dolphins. And Mostert is seventh in the league in rushing, just second on his own team. New England, big week for Kendrick Bourne and a, on a terrible team in a terrible season. Want to trust that? Tyquan Thornton is back. Boutte, they could do, they could make a quarterback change. Anything is possible there. So everything is risky. Yeah, no, I don't want to, it's, it's, it's the anti-Dolphins. It's, I don't want to trust anything going on in New England. Everything the Dolphins touch turns to gold. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the opposite. Everything turns to gold, coal, for fool's gold. I don't know. In, everything in turns to coal. Um, I don't want to, tr- Bourne, Bourne is such a sore subject. My son in his home league, my 12 year old son picks up Kendrick Bourne and he, and I insist that he starts JSN over Kendrick Bourne. And I give him all these 9 million reasons why. And Kendrick, it's like, dad, look, another catch for Bourne and another one. And another, I was at the ground. I'm like, bro, stop enough, enough <laughs> already. <laughs> but, um, I don't really want to trust Bourne. I don't want to trust anything in the, in the, in the New England offense. It was Bourne or, or rather JSN's best game of the season. Four for 44 or whatever that was. That's right. The Jets, the story is Zach Wilson's upright and Garrett Wilson is crushing. Couldn't have even been, but for a kind of random penalty call in that game, a huge week, still a very good week. You're glad you started him. You know, hat tip, congratulations to everybody who stuck with Garrett Wilson. I mean, a lot of you are playing formats where there are trades and I got an offer. Somebody came right at me once. Rogers got hurt with, would you like to trade for Garrett Wilson? You know, cheap or ex- other way around, cheap for him. And, you know, you hung in there maybe. You certainly wouldn't have cut him in one of these leagues. And now you're back to, I think, you're starting him every week. They're on bye this week, but I think you can feel comfortable again with him. Yeah. Um, nice timing with, with the bye. They get the win, big win. They go into the bye now and they can get, hopefully keep Zach Wilson's confidence up. Again, just got to find a quarterback that can get, Wilson the ball, um, Wilson to Wilson. So I think that's been okay. Um, what? Give me a give me a percentage that 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 Rogers plays. One. One percent. Okay. One yeah, percent. I think even Rogers pumped the brakes. Everybody's like, everybody chill out today. He's like, <laughs> calm down. All right. Um, I mean, I'm gullible, but this guy can't stay out of your life. He's he's got to get a reaction, so he's going to talk like that. I mean, maybe he believes it, but I don't believe a word he says. <laughs> just like you know, it's a torn Achilles, and he's forty. Right? No, I know. Pass. I know. Pass um, on all Aaron Rodgers content. But Brees you know, Hall, read a uh, book. Brees Hall, <laughs> Brees Hall smash going forward. People are being re- rewarded for their fourth round, their fourth round picks. 
Yeah, good for them. Ray, I'm one of them, actually. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> Ravens. Zay Flowers looking good. I still think the Ravens get there. I think there's just a bigger outcome here, even though they are so stressful. Even the game in uh, London on Sunday, you just have to ride it out. They have the lead. It looks fine. And then it's just sort of a little bit tight. But running back is the tough one with the Ravens. Is there anybody you want to be sort of, want to sort of plant a flag? I mean, Edwards has not been productive, but he's probably ahead. We have Justice Hill and even Keaton Mitchell on teams. Maybe Mitchell fits in. That's a third down back at best, probably. But maybe he gets you to a point where if you have to play him, you can. I doubt he takes over anything, though. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. The, the backfield is kind of like just a, a committee. Like People kind of predicted, like, hey, once Dobbins goes down, it's going to be a committee. So you're not, you don't love the any of these guys. Mitchell, I'm still holding on to, hoping for some sort of Role there, um, but the uh, Gus Edwards still still leads the, the the committee there. The passing game though is what I'd like to see kind of get going here. We said last week was Zay Flowers' week. He was good. He was fine. He scored. Had a nice little week. But I th- I still think there's more meat on the bone there. I still think we're due for um, an explosive big time game from him. So and it's just something. Something's always off. I mean, listen, London does that to a lot of teams, man. Now they seem Bills traveled over there and kind of. Um, didn't didn't do much, so it's really it's it's really hard to kind of judge coming off of that. But um, I'm I'm big big on Zay Flowers for the rest of the season. It really does make sense too, though the Ravens. Like we're also greedy about Baltimore, <laughs> but Cleveland as an opponent, Pittsburgh, Tennessee yeah. does this to teams. You're talking about London; they're always injured, offensive line injuries, and their defense is really good. So they're not behind very often. Even the game they lost to the Steelers, they're not usually losing. So it kind of puts a clamps on the puts the clamps on the the passing game. But think about the Ravens. Remember, is they almost always win. Correct. C- Cincinnati are the Bengals back? I mean, it's a win. It's seventeen points. Kind of no T Higgins. Hopefully, you knew to keep him out with his history and also an injury that you know people were forecasting he might miss more time. Joe Mixon has been frustrating for me because he's no offense to the guy. It's not personal, but he's not getting hurt. Like the Bengals were a team where I was investing in their backups. Mixon is old and bad. Chase Brown, Chris Evans, Travion Williams, none of that has happened. So um, status quo for Cincinnati in the backfield with Mixon, not that he's good. But um, Chase has the longest streak in the league. I saw today of five receptions or more. So not a huge number, way short of Antonio Brown's record in that department. So Chase is starting to pay off, though. Yeah, Chase looks good. The offense. Burrow looks healthy, right? He moved around really well in the pocket. He was he almost scram- was scrambling a little bit, so it's nice to see to see that. Mixon's just a mid-range RB two, you know, you know, low end RB two. He's not very good. He's not very efficient, but he gets all, all all the work. This is a guy that again, this week I'm looking, you know, got some injuries and some some bio. I don't know. Chase Brown's like a guy that I might start to to, to look at because you know. I, None of it makes sense. Like I, it's just gut feeling stuff like that. But like Mixon, like you said, he might be due to miss a game or two. Like who's next? Who's next to miss a game? Like let's go find the backup there. Like so, um, he might be a guy. Chase Brown, if you got room to kind of add him, and um, and maybe that works out out for you. I don't know exactly how this is actionable in fantasy. We'll talk our way through it. Cleveland defense is winning the season, and the Browns have a great defense. I mean, even San Francisco was completely, almost completely. Uh, done in by the Browns who ended up winning the game. Jerome Ford, it was a kind of a split with Kareem Hunt, but Ford had some nice runs late. Maybe his status is sort of improved or at least stable. Um, Amari Cooper with P.J. Walker still had a game too. So, you know, I think maybe with the Browns, you sort of, maybe with just with Cooper at least, you uh, trust when you drafted them. Because uh, Watson wasn't good either. And Cooper is at least at least giving you some hope. Yes, I mean Cooper's a guy that I benched everywhere. I benched a lot of I benched Debo in some spots. I benched a lot of um I just thought this game was to be ugly and you know they're, they're fighting before for the game, but Cooper was a big surprise to me because I I benched him and I didn't expect didn't expect a big game from him at all. Backup quarterback, you know, um really really tough to tough defense. So uh but yeah, no, like you said, it was a nice little surprise for the, for for the Browns um for the Browns offense. Cream Hunt, I'm still not like Again, we're we're not dropping running backs. We're always picking up running backs. But Hunt's touchdown was just so slow and gross and blocked perfectly. Like I don't know. I I still don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to be the be the guy there. 
George Pickens had uh, some highlight plays. You know, he has, he's known for that. The, the Steelers are at the Rams Sunday. Deontay Johnson could be back. My one thing on the Steelers is I looked at their schedule today. They're going to win nine games, at least. Their next four at the Rams, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Green Bay. They have Arizona left at home, New England left at home, Indianapolis with Minshew. That's a, a Steelers to make the playoffs is a bet I would make right now. And I say that as somebody that knows what everybody else knows, which is they're not good. <laughs> so you figure out where that takes you in fantasy. It could take you to the running backs, which everybody hates doing when it comes to Pittsburgh. I kind of, I, I want to sort of feel that Pickett will bounce back and maybe with Deontay at least, or Fryermuth even, you get something here. I wouldn't give up on Fryermuth if somebody tight end is desolate and maybe people are cutting him. I wouldn't do that. No, I, I wouldn't cut, cut Fryermuth, especially coming off of a, of a bye week. I'm interested to see the Deontay Johnson. I would love to see him get out there. But again, another one that like, you know, coming off of an injury. But, you know, he spent, was it week one, Mike, that he pulled his hands? Yes. Spent Second half, I think, against San Francisco, yeah. he had a nice play, and he pulled up, and he he is he did say he thought he would play this week at the Rams. Okay, I mean, six weeks off, you kind of maybe you just have to have to trust. I got six teams on by, like you got to be super super deep um, to keep Deontay on the bench if he's if he's, he's going to play. But oh yeah, he's in for me if we have him almost every time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Houston Singletary has kind of at least cut into Pierce meaningfully, if not sort of supplanted Damian Pierce. Pierce is a big disappointment for me. I've always liked this player. You know, they're they're getting the quarterback play is working. Defense is working. That should be a situation where the running back doesn't get you killed. But it's not happening for Damian Pierce. Lots of like with the Texans, though. Yeah, no, a lot to like for them. Young, I mean, um, yeah, that, that running back situation is tough, uh, especially because Singletary. I mean, Moss and Singletary, I mean, not that Singletary is really popped. But well, I'm sure we'll get to Zach Moss. But man, these guys are just—they—they they just latch onto these teams. <laughs> Moss looks incredible. But yeah, Singletary got most of the work in that backfield um, on Sunday. I—I I, I thought Pierce got hurt or something. But um, it just everything seems really hard for Pierce. Like I think he's good, but he's just everything seems um, like a lot of work. You get these running backs that just catch like five or six easy passes out of the backfield, and they get there fantasy wise. Whereas Pierce, just for him to have a 15-point day just seems impossible, even when he's running well. So um, I, I, th I think back to last year when he, on Monday night or Thursday night, he ran for like 140 yards and scored 14 fantasy points. Like Against Philadelphia. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just, just so hard for him. Houston is off this week, 3-3 three and three though, and they have a nice schedule too. like to think that somehow, I mean, Singletary was somebody I was seeing on waivers for a few weeks and just sort of always scrolled past. Yeah. Uh, but there is some hope for him. Indianapolis, I'm excited. Even Richardson is the bummer of the year in fantasy football, and he just won't be able to develop the way they wanted. Just a just a terrible blow. But what happened in Jacksonville, garbage time points. Pittman gets there, downs. Granson, he was even like nobody started him, but there's a role for him. Zach Moss is literally second in the league in rushing. And oh, by the way, Jonathan Taylor. So with Minshew, the so-called gunslinger type, um, I think there's a lot of promise in fantasy for some of these Colts players. And I feel like maybe now, Adam, I'm starting Taylor anywhere I have him. Yeah, it's time It's time to ramp up Taylor now, like as far as like mentally and our fantasy teams and just say, listen, we just got to trust that, it, that it's going to happen. Again, I still look at it less half full. Like, man, if Zach Moss can do it, it's Zach Moss. I haven't watched a lot of Zach Moss this year, to be honest with you, but I watched a ton of him in Buffalo and he wasn't good. I just can't imagine him getting great. All, all of a sudden, so I think they're going to unleash Taylor eventually. Again, he's not going to get 80%. We probably don't want any running back getting 80%. They're going to get banged up. Look at Montgomery. Look at CMC. Look at Eckler. So um, I'd like my running backs to get a little bit of a reprieve there. But schedule super tough still coming up here. Cleveland, Carolina, uh, New England. And so, um, but but later on down the stretch here, I'm pulling up this strength of schedule. It does get a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Sorry, Carolina is an easy matchup, but towards the end of the year, they get they, they get the Raiders, they get Atlanta. So um, I think Taylor's a guy that Carolina. I, I mean, you're starting him against Cleveland, but Carolina is the game where I think he goes bananas and never never looks back. Jacksonville, I think we pretty much know it. Most situations, I mean, Ridley is up and down, but fine. 
as far as whether you're starting him each week. Christian Kirk, of course. Ingram, I guess, unless you have somebody big over him. ETN has really done well. There's there's this explosiveness there. We might have a Trevor Lawrence injury, and they play Thursday night at the Saints, but you got to be happy with Travis ETN to this point. Yes, I've got uh, – ETN was a guy that I was definitely definitely wrong on. Um, some of my best teams that I have are co-owned um, with, with you and with a couple other people where they were high on ETN, and I, I deferred, and I'm super happy that I was that I was wrong in, in that case. So he looks great. The offense looks um, good for him. Like the offense is going, going through him. The receivers are kind of hit and miss, but ETN – uh, week in and week out is there for 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 sure. Quick quick question, Mike. Uh, we just talked about Deontay Johnson. Play Deontay Johnson or Christian Watson this, this, this week? What are you thinking? Who does Green Bay have? Oh, good question. Uh, Denver. They're at Denver. Oh, yes, Denver. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. I'm gonna what? go. Watson for upside, but Johnson. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go Watson coming off coming off the bye, the greatest matchup you could you you could ever have. But hopefully, you can get them both in in into your lineup. Sorry. Yeah. Go, go 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 ahead. No, thanks for the question, Justin. Tennessee sell everybody. We talked with Ross Tucker today on my WGR show, and he's talking about the number of teams that could tank. That maybe this is the year where football teams succumb to that. Is there a better, a better example, maybe one or two only, than the Tennessee Titans at this point? Maybe that's Derrick Henry. It should be DeAndre Hopkins. Why did he sign there in the first place? Tannehill is hurt. We'll see if we get Will Greer. Uh, they're on by as well, I believe, this week, the Titans. I think I'm yes. right. I'll double-check that. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're on by. Yep. So, Henry, I mean, you can't bench Derrick Henry. He's still getting there some weeks, but there's nothing else good. And whatever happened to Traylon Burks? Yeah, Burks has been hurt. Obviously, coming up, they they got the bye this week. Derek, yeah, I mean, I don't have much of De- much Derek Henry. Uh, I, I will say they have a really nice schedule to, to, down the stretch, like six straight games: Carolina, Indy, Miami, Houston, Seattle, Houston. So I think there's some something there for the running backs, but yeah, I mean, this team's gross. All, we knew going into the year they had the worst offensive line in football, an aging Derek Henry. I mean, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, great decision. Denver is another team where they could shut it down. Russell Wilson is owed big money, but I kind of think that something like what happened with Derek Carr last year is possible for Wilson, where they just sort of shake hands and ask him to leave and end up losing games. Uh, Marvin Mims has not happened despite his explosiveness. I wonder about Javante Williams. Such high hopes for him, injury notwithstanding, his career at least. And I wonder what kind of payoff you're going to get here. McLaughlin's been... Interesting there. Maybe P. Ryan is third. Yes, P. Ryan, sir. McLaughlin to me is is the best, he's best looking back right now in 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 the backfield. But it's a three headed okay. committee, man. We can't do it. We can't do it with three headed committees. All you're doing here is, is 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 hoping for like a touchdown or some crazy big play to to to, to get you there. You know, again, injuries and bye weeks usually end up st- you have to start one of these guys, but. It's just it's just gonna be gross. You're never gonna be. You're probably not gonna be happy. You need a touchdown from one of these guys to even to get to twelve or thirteen fantasy points. Kansas City. Everybody's impressed with Isaiah Pacheco. So am I. They're not scoring. They are winning. But presuming the Chiefs get into games where they're going to have to score more, see if they can do it receiver wise. The guy everybody's sort of leaning into is Rashi Rice of of that core. But I wonder what the value of like a Jarek McKinnon is, or even a Ceh. I mean. Yes, running backs, you don't want to cut guys. So I guess you would hold on to at least McKinnon there. Do we get what happened last year late in the season? Go Bills throws him in and he scores three times. Like, is that ever happening? Or is Pacheco ascended to a point where they don't feel like he is what he was worth to them last year, McKinnon? Well, Pacheco's getting the reason why McKinnon's been nothing is because Pacheco's getting a, a bigger, much bigger target share. He's becoming an all around back there. So it's great, great for, for, for Pacheco. Uh, it's but it's it's Pacheco and Kelsey, and it's like it's narrow. It's easy to f- figure out. Now Rasheed Rice is the receiver there to own. He's getting the most targets, making most out of, out of those targets. And Mahomes hasn't been good either, uh, as far as fantasy wise. Like Mahomes is just he's just going to those guys, and that's that and that's what they're doing. So I I don't care who it is. I just want to know who it is. And with the Chiefs, we know it's Pacheco. We know it's Kelsey. And then you could probably start Rasheed Rice as like a wide receiver three going forward. Is Josh Jacobs to the Raiders a must start 
the usage is there it's great but the it's the opposite of last year in terms of production and then there's jacoby myers who's done really well Devontae adams occasionally a disappointment they're at chicago yeah i mean jake you got you got, got to start with the draft capital and with the and with the amount of touches that he is getting so for for sure jacoby myers has been like a pleasant surprise some of my best teams that I have have a guys like Jacoby Myers on it where they're like, man, top 15 receiver. Didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. I've got more, but I've got more Devontae Adams than I have Myers. So I'd like, I'd like for Adams to pick it up here. This is an interesting, interesting situation, but yes, I think Jacobs is probably a must, a must start. Two of the chargers who lost at home to Dallas Monday night, Quentin Johnston is one of these guys. JSN is another one. I guess Mingo could count these rookies where you want them because later on in the year, you feel like at, at the latest, you're going to get something. JSN maybe still qualifies as that. Maybe, not even necessarily. I've seen him cut a couple of times. But Quentin Johnston, Adam, I don't know. Is it is it over as a rookie? Is it, I mean, is he somebody you would cut for like a Zach Evans? Um, I can't say no, man. I just, he's just, it. it it's, it's weird. The vibes are different between JSN and Quentin Johnson. People actually, most everybody thought JSN was was good, and they're like, "Hey, listen, the both tackles on Seattle are hurt, so they they he can't really play. And when he plays, he's running one yard routes, and there's reasons behind his uh, not having. And then he comes out of the bye, he gets targeted more, looks okay. Quentin Johnston, I you know I said on two podcasts that last week, maybe even ours, like, listen, if he comes out of this bye week with no Mike Williams and he doesn't perform. He's it's 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 Dunzo for him, and he couldn't it couldn't have been worse. Doesn't get targeted, and then he gets targeted at the pick to end the game, and he just, he's not open at all. Interesting that Stefan Gilmore would be on Quentin Johnston uh, with the with the with the game on the line, but they're just not using him properly, and maybe he's just not very good. Maybe he needs time to to, to develop. But I I bet you, Mike, I bet you we'll see some Quentin Johnston on on uh, on waivers after after tomorrow night. Are you interested in adding Picking or Picking him up. I think it depends on my on my on on my teams. Like if I've got a team that's really good at running back, and I've got like one of those teams that's got like six or seven receivers, and I'm re- rotating in Rasheed Rice and JSN and all these guys, um, I think I would be interested. But I just don't even know if I see it happening this season. But I I don't know, man. There, I feel like you just got to target a guy a guy like that. Just throw it to him and see what can happen. He's there. the problem, is, and this is a whole nother d- discussion. Can I watch the game? From Madden view, please. These guys run four yards downfield and then they're gone. I, did they fall? Did they run into the crowd? I got to watch the all 22 to see what they do on these thinking plays. Let's get behind the quarterback and get, get the Madden. Come on. Come up with a new channel where, okay, we'll offer the viewers the Madden view, but we're going to have ads scrolling down the whole time. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's a the price you would pay for that sort of camera angle. Call me. Call me. Well, who knew last night or Monday night would be the Michael Gallup game? Uh, and what did that amount to? Three for 24 on 10, some sort of disconnect. Weird for a guy who's been on that team with that quarterback for years, but timing is still just not right. Brandon Cooks gets in the end zone. Why can't Tony Pollard do anything? Well, he had one, before you answer that, the one big play was a great spin out. Yes. And um, t- kind of saved his night. Kind of saved his night. We haven't seen him get get loose like that all season. But even that, you look at it and you go, man, Tony Pollard last year would have scored there and the year before and the year before and the year before. Like, there's something not right. And that, you know, someone someone might have posted it to, to, to Twitter and just said, yeah, he just, in like, from a different view, like he just, he was the slowest guy on the field. There was like six guys ran, were like right behind him, chasing him down. Like, he doesn't look like, He's as explosive as he was last year. I mean, he, he did like break his leg or like his ankle, you know, so maybe he's still not a fully 100%, but nothing's easy for them, Mike, in, in Dallas. The only thing that kind of looks easy is putting CeeDee Lamb in the slot and just throwing him in the ball. That seems to work, corner routes, whip routes, all, all that that type of stuff. They should just do it 15 times a game. But, yeah, the the, the run game's not there. The screen game isn't, isn't there, and that's that's really it. Fantasy wise, I want to. I'm here to say, keep the faith on the Giants' offense. Jones comes back. Barkley looks good. I mean, he yeah. missed time and came back and looked good. Wandale Robinson is really happening, and kind of so is Jalen Hyatt. Waller is a disappointment based on draft capital, but 
Washington this week, uh, and again in a few more weeks, Vegas is in there. I think the Giants will still be playable. Barkley, 82% of the snaps, 71% of the rushing attempts, you know, 14 fantasy points, didn't really catch the ball either, didn't, didn't, didn't score. So that if you're getting 14 fantasy points and you don't have catches or scores, you're good. First game back. Um, so, yeah, obviously you're excited to get Barkley back. I don't know, though, with the – like if the, the Giants receiving situation is like the Chiefs, but they have Daniel Jones instead of Patrick Mahomes. So Wandale Robinson is the one that I would get excited about. He looked good. They were targeting him a ton. But, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Hyatt. Is out there but not doing much. So that I mean, Wandell's a guy that I could get on board with, but the rest of them, I I, I don't know. I'm interested. They're losing a lot. The line will get healthier. Jones will be back, and it is concentrating around Robinson and Hyatt. So I'm okay. Some bad touchdown luck for Barkley in that Buffalo game too. I know. Like um, <laughs> man, if I'm a fan of that team, how he does not get the ball on that last play, sprint to the pylon, motion anything. He's my money man, but yeah. didn't didn't happen. Um. Worried about Devontae Smith? What happened there? Kind of. I mean, now we got Julio Jones in town, right? Like, what's what's Devontae who? Devontae who? He's dropping balls. Talking about him last week. I'm like, I don't worry about it. He'll get there. Squeaky wheel Devontae Smith week and hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, again, you're not benching him, but I think you just got to lower your expectations on him now. We're moving forward. Julio Jones, I mean, again, Julio Jones is washed, but. It's three, four targets a game for Julio Jones. Where are they coming from? Are they coming from A.J. Brown? Probably not. Um, Swift unlucky not to score. I think he's got like four or five opportunities from the one-yard line, and he hasn't converted. He has converted from the one, but he also has four or five of them over the season where he hasn't converted, which which is unlucky and also bad because he, he's not going to get many because that's Jalen Hurts' area. So, um, But Swift has been obviously great. and. Um, and all those guys, you know, Goddard was 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 good again too. Washington, I pretty much hate everything. Yeah. And you're happy if you drafted Brian Robinson this year. That is still happening, but the way the targets are getting dispersed just makes it tough to play anybody, at least past McLaurin. Poor Jahan Dotson gets one target in this game against Atlanta, just mucks it. I mean, zeros for Dotson. You and I have kept him out of lineups last week. We're glad we did. I don't know if that gets better, but I mean, in Dynasty, I think there's still a lot of upside. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of upside for, for sure. Yeah, you're right. They're great. You get the one target. If he catches it, he might score. It was a little, it was a little high, but um, yeah, I mean, you just got to keep him out of lineups for, for now. You're probably not dropping him. And um, yeah, just it's been a, been a complete bust. Would love to see Roshan Johnson back this week for Chicago. No Justin Fields. Probably DJ Moore is working out uh, against the Raiders. That should be a playable game. We'll see if Tyson Bagent, if he plays, can keep the offense above water. With, again, Johnson is the one I'm sort of curious about to see if, for the first time, he gets like a starter's role and can show something if he does. Yeah, this would. This is the Roshan Johnson. It's funny. I'm starting to go through doing, the, like I said, the waivers and the lineups and stuff, and I, I got to my first Roshan Johnson. Team. I'm like, oh, ooh, okay. Roshan Johnson week, you know, he's back. Hopefully um, no running quarterback there maybe with Justin Fields. So maybe he gets, he gets more touches. The Raiders are a nice little match up there. So this is, this is a week where I think uh, you could be excited to put, put him in. And if he smashes, you know, he may not look back. He may, he may take this backfield, but I will warn later on in the season, Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit, Cleveland, Atlanta, really tough. And a rushing defense is there, but I think Roshan could be could be really good this week. Detroit is really fun. Now they'll lose David Montgomery, making Craig Reynolds one of the top waivers considerations of the year. Jameer Gibbs back, St. Brown, Laporta at Baltimore. They're an underdog, which won't happen a lot more probably for the Lions, and it's a tough defense. Do you want to go hard after Craig Reynolds or not worth it? Um, I don't know I'm going hard, but you know, Craig Reynolds is the type of guy that this coaching staff loves. I'm starting Gibbs this, this week if he's healthy, which I think he is. I think he's trending towards playing. He had a good practice Friday, a good practice Monday. Um, so, but I'm starting Gibbs and I'm crossing my fingers, but I'm expecting Reynolds to get, which is fine. Listen, give Reynolds 12 carries. Fine. I just give Gibbs 12 and five or six targets. Like, let's just, let's make it make sense. But I think Reynolds is a guy you could probably start. I mean, 
you could probably start him over some of the some of the Baltimore backs. You know, you could probably start him over you know a couple of a couple of bad backfields out there for for, for sure. Probably has to score because they're not going to grind down the Ravens. Sure. Um, all right, so that's an interesting game this week. Green Bay at Denver. We figured that out earlier. So they had the loss to the Raiders, where Jordan Love had some tough throws, some tough moments. Big spot for him. Really wanted Green Bay to win that game and for Love to sort of show nicely there. Didn't really happen. Then the bye week at the Broncos. Now it needs to happen, I think, for him. Aaron Jones still isn't right. They signed James Robinson today, the Packers. So if he backfield, let's go with Jordan Love and Watson and Dobbs and Musgrave and Jaden Reed against the Broncos. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I think whatever they decide to do is going to work. They If they decide to run, rely on the run game, it's going to smash. The pass game, it's going to smash. Denver is so embarrassing. <laughs> so, like, yes, go out there and smash them. I'm starting my Packers. I'm starting my fringe Packers, too. I think Jones will be out there. I think he'll play. If, jo- if Jones plays, I mean, he was incredible <laughs> week one. They didn't really play him week five or whatever it was. So, But but now you got that, that in the back of your head, right? If Jones is active... Like, are they really going to gonna play him? Like, what are they actually going to do? So that's scary. Uh, the, the downside is very high to Jones this week, but it's a massive upside too. Minnesota, we're all crushed about Justin Jefferson's injury, and every sign seems to point to that that could take a long time based on circumstances there. It's great for Jordan Addison. As long as they can keep – Minnesota wants to keep Cousins on the field and they can keep him upright and, you know, kind of play the way they usually play when Jefferson is healthy, give up points on defense. Addison could be a huge asset as we keep going. Yeah, Addison, you know, was on the field almost for every single every single play. Um, you know, 16% targets per, per per route run. I mean, he's just he's probably a wide receiver three going forward. Like if you had a lot of Addison, you're happy because now you can plug him in and lock him in. You know, Osborne was eh. Um, Hawkinson's been eh. This whole tight end, man, all these tight ends that are good. It's just even Kittle. It's like Kittle. One point, 30 points, one point, 25. It's just even the best ones outside. Of, that's why Kelsey and, and, and to some extent Andrews are so good because it's every week they can provide for you. Hawkinson's a 30, 40. I think he had like a 50-point week last year in tight end premium. And then other weeks he just disappears. So, uh, But, yes, Addison, you're, you're, you're excited about. I think we knew that on Kittle. Always a very risky play with yes. Ayuk and Samuel McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and it's Played out the way I think we thought. Atlanta, Bijan Robinson is 10th in the league in rushing. And every game feels like, why don't they give him the ball? He is getting some targets too. So hang in there on Bijan Robinson. Where's your Kyle Pitts jersey tonight? Tonight's the night of all nights. I'm in I can't, I'm ashamed of myself. I can't, I've been, I've been bashing Pitts for two weeks now. And now it's like, okay, well, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it just to just to prove uh just to prove myself wrong here, but no, Pitt's great. Getting in the ball, scores his fourth career touchdown on Sunday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, you can, you can pitch. You are allowed to go back in the starting lineup now. Um, he was in the starting lineup last week. Don't, don't worry about it, but oh uh, yeah. Bijan only eclipses 50% of the team's rushing attempts once this entire season. He's not the closer there. They love having Algier there and pounding him. Um, but um, I think Robinson, if you're able to make trades of your league, I think he's a buy low um, right now because he looks incredible. He's involved in the passing game. The last play of the game gets picked um, on a guy covering him. It was a, it was it was a corner covering Bijan, but at least it shows that hey, they really trust him in that in that passing game. Carolina has transferred play calling responsibilities to their offensive coordinator. By week here, Houston, Indy at Chicago, Dallas at Tennessee opportunities and I wonder if a shift in play calling will mean a shift from okay fine just throw it to Adam Thielen on every play you know maybe (laughs) they'll try to the season is lost already they're not drafting a quarterback next year it's Bryce Young this guy's job is to expand Bryce Young so I don't know like even Miles Sanders if he were healthy can catch the ball there were glimpses of that early on tight end is Hayden Hurst whatever Terrace Marshall DJ Chark Mingo I want it to be Mingo I think he's shown talent, and if I'm that that coach, the rest of this season is about getting just sort of more dimensionally from Bryce Young, and that should probably be different receivers because they're not winning. Adam Thielen is everybody's, you know, big regret from the summer. They're not beating anybody. 
that should shift, I think. He's not my big regret for, for, for the summer. He's one that okay. he's one that I've been riding uh heartbreaking news that they're that Frank Reich is giving up play calling duties because it can't get better for Adam Thielen, right? I mean, the guys the guys averaging 20 fantasy points a game, you know, 11th in target share, fourth in overall targets. It's not gonna get better than that. Um, I think he'll still be, I think he'll still be fine. And you know, we're almost playing, we're definitely playing with house money, us, us Adam Adam Thielen guys, but uh, but you're probably right. That's probably young quarterback shifting. Let's get Mingo involved. Let's get some other guys involved. But Thielen's in the slot. He has the trust of his quarterback. I think he's still going to stay involved. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, it's uh, if they want to give some Thielen stuff to Chuba Hubbard, I would be fine, fine with that. Apologies for not acknowledging your uh, <laughs> stance on Adam Thielen. Here, here's a stance. Not that I have him on very many teams or best ball teams even, but I want Taysom Hill on my teams right now for New Orleans. That running interesting. Routes. Yeah. He's running routes. Juwan Johnson isn't happening. There was an injury there. The Saints are really tough to sort of nail down week to week. Alvin Kamara is going to set the all-time record for least efficient, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, running back That's catches just, or whatever yeah. it is. Crazy. At least it's counting. But prime time Thursday night, Taysom Hill time, not, gonna, not necessarily going to be huge, but um, could be useful. That's what I'm going to land on here could be useful going forward yeah he always finds pockets of this season for the last five years to be useful some what you know once upon a time it was a quarterback now it's a tight end receiver running back so you know it depends i guess it depends on where your uh where your website rank uh kind of ma- makes him what, what position does he does he qualify as but i, mean, I don't have anything to taste some hill but he's definitely in, in interesting i feel like tampa bay is about to sort of fall apart here I mean, a nice story early on with Mayfield. Evans was dropping balls in this last game against Detroit. You know, they have Buffalo next week, and none of the running backs are doing anything. They're trying different different guys, different situations. But I don't know. Is there anything on the Bucs you're sort of optimistic about? Yeah, I still like Evans. I'm optimistic that Evans came back. You know, you hear hamstring injury, Deontay Johnson, all these guys. Cooper Cup out for six sets to seven weeks, but Evans came back. You're right. Evans does have these weird drop games, man. Like he'll get open deep. And then remember, was it last year? He dropped like a first play of the game, a 73 yard touchdown, <laughs> dropped it. Um, but I think he's, um, he's, uh, I'm excited about Evans going, going forward. Hall of Famer, Mike Evans, he's getting the targets. Um, he had 10 targets last week, um, but he's just got to get those touchdowns. Arizona, there's a little bit of talk about Kyler Murray today for the first time in a long time, opening the window where maybe he plays. It's still maybe that thing is still like a 21-day thing. It's just not even – I'm not even sure we're necessarily to a different space on the board here yet with Murray, but at least there's some discussion about it. They've not been terrible. Um, Kyler Murray in FFPC, is he mostly owned? Do you want to try that? You have to have a certain kind of build, I think, to um, give yourself the luxury of Murray. That's exactly right. You have this and a certain type of uh, like if you got a six and zero team or a five and one team that maybe has injuries at quarterback or whatever, like or or maybe you just have not great quarterbacks, some bust. You can fit Kyler Murray on there, and if he if you can get him for that race or the end of, end of the season, because listen, the, the the big knock against Murray was are they are they they're gonna, are they going to be zero and ten? No, I think they're what their over under on wins was like three and a half going into the yeah. year. They're way better. Dobbs has been way better. Uh, which which might work out for Kyler Murray and the Kyler Murray owners because now it's like okay well maybe we'll compete for a wild card or whatever. Listen, they also might might, might want to showcase him. I know he's impossible to trade and all this other stuff, but maybe they want to showcase him. It's a new coaching staff. Maybe they just want to see him. They want to get there before they decide. Hey, we're going to move on to a to a, a quarterback in the draft or something though. So I think there are more reasons why they should play Kyler Murray than why they than why they shouldn't. So if you can, if you got a deep roster or you got a team that can. That can afford to tie up a roster spot on a on a, on a quarterback. Like if, like if I have Justin Herbert who's coming out of this bye, I probably won't have Kyler Murray. I probably won't even have another one until I'm forced to do it uh, before the playoffs start. But if you've got a team with like a Garoppolo and a car, but you have a really good team, a really good roster, see if you can get Kyler Murray on there. They've been competitive, surprisingly, but they are still one in five. And yeah. a lot of their tougher games have yet to come, so I still might bet the under on that. I'd probably get better odds. L.A. Rams, running back is really interesting now. Kyron Williams 
you never know with injuries how to predict them, but he's not big, and now he's got something, and he has a little bit of a history. Rivers is doubtful or out already. So you have Zach Evans. They bring back Daryl Henderson. They add Miles Gaskin. They add uh, five seven. Royce Freeman. That's right. And so a lot of balls in the air here. Sorry, yeah, the letters. <laughs> balls in the air for the Rams. Like, and they're a team that when they have a running back, he usually gets all the work. So I don't know what to expect there. But Evans is an interesting add on waivers uh, this week. Darth waivers here chiming in with maybe go get Zach Evans, but That's maybe right. also get Freeman or someone else. Not Henderson, probably. I don't know. What would you do? I mean, they they sent Henry Sisters into the practice squad. They they upgraded for me. I mean, I mean um, yeah. So oh, Gaskin, would, Gaskin, Gaskin. Maybe? How about how about any of them? You can probably get get one for a buck. Get one for one for two bucks. It's brutal. The Kyrie Williams like it's the end of the game, like at the very end. It was, it's not a high ankle sprain. Rivers probably out a while with the with with the PCL. So everyone every one of us who stashed Rivers not rewarded. Zach. <laughs> Zach Evans, listen, they traded up for Zach Evans in the draft, I, I, I believe. They haven't shown a lot of trust in him yet. They keep kind of promoting people over him. But eventually it's like, hey, we don't have a choice. So if you got Zach Evans, you're excited about that. Um, explosive runner in college. He's available, which he is. Like you said, adding and dropping running backs. I think Evans is a guy that I've probably added or dropped. Even we have a, a, a couple of different times. So go get Zach, Zach Evans. But let's get Kyron Williams back. I've got, I've got way too much Kyron. Not even Fournette. I'm going to go bid on some Miles Gaskin when we're done, which is going to be soon. San Francisco, Mitchell or Mason? Mason. Come on. Mason's the – well done last week, by the way. I forgot to text you. Mason in our main, in our main event for cheap. 19 uh, bucks. Was that 19, 19 bucks? 19 bucks, yeah. Um, I don't think McCaffrey's going to be out for, for long, but Mason was great. Um, not great. He was good, and Mitchell just cannot stay healthy. Every injury in the world all the time. Um, Mason touchdowns in consecutive weeks for Jordan Mason. Seattle is on by. Uh, no, I think they just came off of, off of a buy. Okay. Yep. I'll find who they, who they play. Who they Arizona. Play. There you go. They had a buy in week five. Sorry. Then they lost to the Bengals home to Arizona this week. Yeah. Any thoughts on Charbonnet? Like we've been holding him and waiting. Kenneth Walker has produced. Is Charbonnet going to pay off? Like, is he going to be somebody that you're, or does it just depend on a Walker injury possibility where you're going to end up feeling great that you have Charbonnet on your roster? What have you seen there with uh, his usage, if anything? That's uh, that's what it is. He is a he's a strict handcuff for, for me, a guy that you want, and then if you get that injury, because um, those, those those running backs are helpful too. Those backfields are helpful too. Like, you might have a guy that's a zero. The entire time, and then you get that injury, and now he's, you know, everything. Like you, like Seattle is that team that does that. That happened last year. Injury to Penny, Kenneth Walker comes in, never look, never looks back. So these are um, very valuable players to have. They sit on your bench. They're zeros. I know you want to cut them and all this other type of stuff, but uh, it it's very very rare that running backs are going to play all seventeen games. You get the right injury at the right time. Even if you get him for one week and he's in the playoffs, he could smash for you. So that's a guy I would I would not cut. A fraction of the carries as Walker, but higher success rate, yards per attempt, even though it's so few, 23 attempts is all for him. But for him, sorry, I just pushed the wrong button. But um, maybe at least by the numbers, they could like what they see. Okay, Adam, well, good luck in week seven and good luck to everybody out there. Thursday night football is Jacksonville at New Orleans, two teams who have never played an NFL game against each other. First ever meeting between Jacksonville and New Orleans. For real? No, but there are so <laughs> many so many matchups in football where you just do not remember anything ever happening. Can you picture them on the same field? Wait no. a minute, I just did. I just did. You let me talk long enough, I'll, I'll get there. There was a garbage time... Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson, fantasy playoff game at the Superdome. Probably the last time they were there, so eight years ago. Wow. That was just like I was probably in tears. I remember the bar I was sitting at, and it just kept like Bortles to Robinson for 90 yards. I'm going to look. You have to leave in the next 90 seconds because I'm going to look now. No. I got to find out. Jacksonville at New Orleans, I want to say 2015 because it's every eight years, 
and the fantasy playoffs. Come on out there in the chat. You remember <laughs> this. Some of you remember this. There it is, week 16, back when week 16 was it. I think. Right. Third, here we, I'll get you the, I'm going to share the screen. That's, oh, wow. For those of you who stayed to the end, we're going to share the screen of this incredible game. It's not the first. It's only the second time tomorrow these teams will ever have played. That's not true either. The Jaguars and the Saints. Would you look at this? What What am I looking at over here? Would you look at this gorgeousness? Would you, would you look at championship? There it is. 90 yards. Bortles to Robinson in the at the end of the third quarter. And you knew there was so much game. Garbage time Bortles left. Oh, my. I'm getting a little bit weak in the knees here. Bortles, 368 and four. Breeze, 412 and three. Tim Hightower at him. Unbelievable fantasy game. Brandon Cooks, he scored last night. Alan Hearns, three receivers over 100 yards. What a way for the deep end. And what's more deep end than checking the box from a Jaguars-Saints game in 2015? And I also heard... That this is the first time the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles. Was that did I get punked yeah, on that? That's actually true. How is that possible? Well, they're the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It was the Giants. The Giants, it was the Bills' first win in Buffalo over the Giants in 30 years. They just don't play that much. Which is surprising because the Giants haven't had a winning record in, you know, since 2012. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something like something that. like that. <laughs> okay, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at DeepEndFF1. Updates on the Deep End Invitational. Thoughts as we go through the season. Adam, we didn't even talk about a couple of Adam's teams in some tournaments that are looking really good. I'm sitting to 11th in Best Ball Mania 4, which, I mean, next to Louie, who's fifth, it doesn't even seem good at all, but no. I'm excited about that team. And, um, you know, we'll, we're, all, we're out there each week, if not each day, giving you our updates on how the season is going and taking your comments and questions. Thanks for watching and listening tonight. Mike and Adam in the deep end. See you next week. See you guys. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.